0: Hey man. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, uh, I'm okay. How are you?
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Uh... Yeah.
0: I just uh, I thought it'd be fun to record, and the reason that I'm calling uh, said that he didn't want to record, but um, I thought that I would like call him anyway, just to sort of put pressure on him and bully him. Yeah. Because, uh, like you said. He didn't want to, and I think that's weak. (laughs) I frown upon that kind of abdication of duty.
1: Probably comatose and not seeing this.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. He didn't (laughs) reply. He didn't reply to my message, which was like, "What if we do it soon?" So no, probably, uh, probably not. But I thought at least you know, there's been like a load of politics uh, going on, so we could talk about some of that. Unavailable. Yeah, of course. Yeah, pussy. Yeah, pussy generation that Clint warned us about. Of course, the generation just above me doesn't include me. Me and FFF. (laughs) I don't know if we're technically the same generation. Are we? He's about halfway
1: between the two of us, I think, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Does that? I'm not really
0: sure how generations work. Like, I asked my mum once, like, Mum, are me and my sister the same generation? (laughs) I mean, I think I was quite young, but still, I I still think about these questions.
1: You've miswired your own brain by only listening to music from like two or three generations ago
0: <laughs> yeah wow. I just can't r- wrap my head around the concept <laughs> of a generation at all now.
1: chronology <laughs> becomes a problem yeah
0: y- yeah yeah it's all I need to know is like am I a once in a generation talent or am I a member of a different generation where there are lots of other talented people and I'm nothing special that's sort of what it comes down to for me
1: yeah, it's like I'm a once-in-a-generation post-in talent, but obviously yeah. uh, sadly, slightly like very early pioneers of recorded music, the Bob
0: Dylan, Neil
1: Young I'm thinking like 15 years before that even, it's too early for anyone to get paid from it you know? Other black ones?
0: Yeah <laughs> those yeah, ones, yeah, what I've realised mid sentence, not just slightly overreaching for nah, comedic some effect of them on were, this, uh, this some, analogy, of, them, some actually... of them were white hillbillies as mm-hmm. well who also got ripped off by. Oh re- yeah, no, there, was, there was
1: lots of just regular exploitation going
0: on,
2: yeah, and it a lot was, of it had the racial yeah.
0: element on top of it, which it it was mostly either poor black people or poor white hillbillies uh, who mm-hmm. invented music. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fuck.
1: Opposing the,
2: the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously
0: cannot tolerate any we dissent. What's it? Well, we know who the hard left are, who associate
2: with the hard left. You just said that we were right about to right wing. Hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation, hard left wing position, hard left, the 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 hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 hard left
0: Fuck! I'll introduce the show. Hello, welcome to Real Politics, the show I do to postpone killing myself. Uh, <laughs> it's up to the listener to decide whether that is a, uh, a, a, a veiled or not so veiled emotional blackmail tactic to get people to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs>
2: We could we'll set that we could set that as two effect. different
0: tiers and whichever one
1: makes a certain amount of money first <laughs> yes
0: there's one, there's one where, where I will kill myself but in a dramatic yeah. way like for the li- I'll do it as a bit like uh, i'll like drink milk or I'll, I'll like poison milk and drink that or like yeah. do it do it in it go to yeah. mike gapes's house and do it at his door just to, <laughs> just to really fuck with him and then the other is just that i don't and that yeah. i stay alive and keep making the podcast
1: set the one where you do to like a much higher level because obviously no more podcast after that happens, and we need yeah. to have a decent funeral for you. Just I well,
0: off. I always thought of Realpolitik as something that could, uh, you know, it could exist without me. It could flourish, you know, the new generation of Realpolitik hosts, like like Gene Simmons says about Kiss. Nah, just kidding. This show is nothing without me. (laughs) All (laughs) the rest of you are hanging on my coattails. Let's be real about this. (laughs) Me and FFF will literally turn it into a
1: wrestling podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm just imagining like Yai yeah, here just sitting on the calls like without his hand yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore. He's just like, yeah, ha wrestling. Won't, we ha-ha. won't
1: announce anything to them or anything. We'll just be like, hey, this is a WrestleMania episode, and then <laughs> it's next only ever like, <laughs> yeah. This this <laughs> is some <laughs> classic ECW on this episode. We just never ever do the any page- episodes on anything else <laughs> again. <laughs>
0: the Patreon becomes all Japanese mm. porn reviews <laughs> but yeah you know I may fucking you know I uh, I may only do this podcast because uh, there's uh, nothing <laughs> because the alternative is unthinkable uh, but <laughs> I mean you're just saying what literally every podcaster is thinking so exactly and that's what I do I'm kind of a truth teller <laughs> just Andrew them. Dice Clay uh, <laughs> I tell it how it is. Jeremy Clarkson for the British audience Of course, we're trying to call the Americans at the moment yeah. with the presidential campaign. None of them yeah. killed themselves. Pussies. Mishima did. That yeah. was a proud Japanese man. Nothing but respect for at least, I only know Paul Schrader film. I'm sure his writing's <laughs> great but um, yeah, I got yeah Mishima was cool. Um <laughs> for a fascist, uh, so, so, <laughs> i was just so, gonna say you, you reopened about six different left Twitter beefs from like 2013 without even crying. <laughs> now, Mishima actually, he literally identified as a radical centrist. Those are his words. He was like, I'm not left or right. I'm on the <laughs> radical center. Yeah, but it's just, the, just the like thing Macron was, or something. He, the thing was, you're gonna tell me writes, Macron like, is bad? He was right. Yeah. Say whatever the fuck he wants. he was basically <laughs> an early fascist. Was it that early? When was he doing this? I no, thought it was that like... early, really. Um... I thought it was after World War Two because he wanted to bring Imperial Japan back.
1: Yes. Yeah. And he uh... thought
0: it had been like pussified by embracing Western culture. Yeah, I mean. You yeah, are, you are right. It was,
1: yeah, I thought it was 1970. <laughs> I thought it was like early 60s. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah FFF I'm sure has like read all his 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 BDSM themed writing that gives the closest indication as to his deeply closeted homosexuality yeah whatever so yeah anyway I may I may you know uh be um a fascist I may, I may be a hate <laughs> full of hate for everything my life podcasting the left the right especially the center yeah I'm not a radical centrist just a fascist, and
1: so, um, <laughs> so this last-minute decision to record tonight's going
0: really well. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all popping off. But one thing I hate more than anything is: can we get? Can you guess? Have you got any? Can you? You know? Is you it? Record? Is it? Yeah. Is it
1: the same thing we all hate the most? Every single recording, or the same person rather?
0: Yes, Binky. Tonight we try to take over the world. Yes. um... Yeah, Keir can't Starmer. afford to take over
1: the world. No, you
0: can't afford. No, no. <laughs> there's no money uh, left. No, there's no money left. With uh, we, cle- it was like a household budget, and it's all the gone uh, down the sink, down the kitchen sink, um, because Liz Truss was prime minister for like a week. And that uh, yeah. irreparably changed the uh, economic structure of Britain.
1: have literally seen today, obviously, you know, Labour lost in 2010 and that fucking buffoon, Liam Byrne, wrote a shit jokey note, like, there's no money left, which
2: yeah.
1: was, was probably, like, a running joke that every fucking outgoing person in this position did or every outgoing government did. It's probably just, like, really shit politician banter. But then, obviously, mm. the Tories spent... 10 years going, oh, they left us with no money left and then they admitted it. And I've literally seen today Labour citing that note as to like, why Labour won't be able to spend any money in government. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what
0: Lucy so Powell said. They're not said even the famous that, phrase. Yeah.
1: The, the famous they, phrase, they've got no money. They've literally moved on in the space of days from, oh, sadly, the Tories have made such a mess of the country that we can't afford to fix it, to... Sadly, Gordon Brown and implicitly Tony Blair made such a mess of the country that there's no (laughs) money left and neither the Tories nor us
0: can fix it.
2: This is the level
1: of political strategical genius we're working on
0: here yeah they're fucking morons it's terrifying that we live in a country Ooh. where they they're gonna become the next government probably because like the tory party is equally full of like a different flavor of fucking moron <laughs> like
2: fucking <laughs>
0: liz truss and that like fuck man what were they think why do they get rid of the big dog why do they do it The most electorally successful Tory leader by sheer seats and shit like that, (laughs) shit as John Curtis would say. Number Uh, of hours, you know. Since fucking Thatcher, what, 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 what what an asset to your party, and 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 you just throw him away because he's too pro pedophilia even for the British deep state. What, just what a
1: waste. (laughs) Well, I don't know if that's the reason, because look who's going to be the next Prime Minister.
0: Well, no, no, just issues relating to that kind of thing just don't come across his desk. I oh, know, but it is interesting, you know, because they're, you know, they're calling him, um, they're calling him at the moment, aren't they? They're calling him, uh, hashtag Sir Smear Starmer. Uh, no, they're not. They're calling him, um, Sir Kid Starver. And that's interesting no. because that's quite a lot like what I've been calling him uh, all this time, <laughs> which is, uh, Sir Kid
1: yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna go with uh, cunt, but yeah. <laughs> which, uh, they're all in the same vein, aren't they? It's mad. Like I was saying to you when I rudely ignored your request to record last night
0: because my sleep pattern was fucked and I was asleep. Yeah, it was but rude.
1: Literally
2: precipitated
0: uh, a mental health crisis entirely your fault. <laughs> 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 Again, not emotional manipulation. It, it's comedy. It's anti comedy. <laughs>
1: big bigger share of the Patreon for me.
0: Yeah. Real wrestling. Uh, Yeah, carry on, carry on. (laughs) Where
1: Um, were we? Yeah, so I I crashed out stupidly early, woke up probably about ten minutes before I messaged you, so like going on half one in the morning, and in that time I'd been asleep, one of these ridiculous nicknames we've all been trying to come up with for Keir Starmer for like three years has actually caught on and gone more mainstream than any of them. (laughs) And it seems like it's going to be coming from everyone across the political spectrum at him for the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not, like, not to it... get
1: carried away, but there's a potential here for this to be his milk snatcher moment.
0: Yeah, no, it, it is very 100% self-inflicted as well, even it, yeah,
1: if it, it ends up just being an online thing. Like, 100% his fault.
0: Entirely his fucking fault. A complete cause he unforced just error. He shouldn't be starving kids. No. It's a bad thing to do. I don't agree with starving kids. Those are my politics. I mean, the thing is, like, obviously there's, um, there's... My ideology is, like, number one, you shouldn't fucking starve Let kids. kids. Eat food. I think Marx yeah. himself said, and these uh, the, the, the demonic uh, capitalist paedophiles did starve the kids. That's what Marx writes like. Like like the Bible uh, times QAnon. yeah <laughs> But, like,
1: you know, there's obviously literally a thousand arguments for, like, not starving children and making sure children can eat and not punishing children for parents having too many kids or whatever. It's yeah. to do that, but...
0: Well, Jonathan like, Swift came up with a good proposal. Uh, you, you know, it was, like, rather than <laughs> you feed for children, you kind of flip it and you eat them. Do you think someone's read that on a
1: PPE course and uh, just entirely missed the irony? Like,
0: good stuff, evidence Jonathan Ashworth
1: or something being like, yep, good idea, jot that down.
0: (laughs) Well, the numbers show that there simply isn't enough money to feed these kids, so why would you uh, waste these precious resources uh, rather than... I don't know. How would you combine that policy with means testing? You starve the kids and then... Check if they're dead,
1: and if they're dead, oh shit, we probably should have given them some food.
0: <laughs> Fail safe plan. Yeah. Uh, See, so we're chopping it up here. We're getting, we're getting the the policy on the go. Um, yeah. Oh god, I'm so desperate to talk about something else uh, in in a little bit, but like we we need. Okay. We, we need to stay focused for at least a few focused, minutes. on focus on, on, on oh, Star oh, Hated enemy. So we um, can clip it and put it on YouTube yeah I'm, I'm thinking of doing that of just making little supercuts of all the anti-starma mm. material from each episode on youtube just like
1: that would be like a six hour long
0: video the anti No, no, no. As in one per oh, episode. So it's just okay. a nice little digest of us slagging off yeah. Starmer. If people don't want to listen to all the other rambling bullshit, where I say I'm going to kill myself and talk about Bob Dylan, <laughs> like if they, they can just like um yeah like enjoy the uh, anti Starmer stuff, which really is uh, judging by the stats, our most popular content. <laughs> it's what the people want. To see yeah. Starmer dead in a ditch. <laughs>
1: Like, De- I'm, not, I'm not endorsing that view,
0: but it is objectively what the British public want. Kier Starmer a beep in a ditch. Uh, you know, you know of a Bruce Springsteen song, "Reason to Believe." The dog in the ditch at the start of that song. Mm-hmm. Him, him, like that. That that's <laughs> that's a um, you know a, fe- a sound way of alluding to that. You get what I'm saying? And yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> The finest legal mind. Um, Hang on. Um, yeah, Woke Bane just texted me and said, uh, this is dot, dot, dot legal. <laughs> the thing is, child poverty costs the British state a lot of money. Yeah.
1: In health outcomes, in education and oh, childcare and all It has a million knock on effects to the tune of with, Child poverty being extremely widespread in Britain in recent years. Billions of pounds. And what Starmer's doing is saying we can't afford to pay families with three or four kids. I think it's roughly 15 quid a week per kid
0: past the first two. Wow. Didn't we have this whole fucking debate like really early on in the Corbyn years about like the specific mm -hmm. policy? I mean
1: literally a month ago Jonathan Ashworth was saying like Oh this is unconscionable It's a morally abhorrent policy So fucking easy to yeah. just
0: get all the quotes from Angela Rayner <laughs> has obviously
1: said similar And yeah. you know Today they've had a Shadow Cabinet meeting And like yeah
0: everyone went along with it It's fine Some of them are a bit uneasy about it But none of them said shit Oh, what, you mean Ed Miliband didn't fucking storm the fucking Bastille or whatever? (laughs) Like, the radical conscience of the Shadow Cabinet, Ed Miliband.
1: I'm sure the soft left have got a really clever scheme coming on.
0: Oh, man, I was like... I I somehow, I like, found this old quote. I think probably I was listening to some old episodes of our show. The only real place I get my news on past episodes of (laughs) RealPolitik. And that's why I'm I'm always slightly behind the news schedule, because I'm catching up on what I previously said. Or I'm listening to Geraint's observations that I talked over on the actual recording and didn't hear. (laughs) (laughs) So...
1: complex audio trickery just to like hear it almost like a fucking bat-masked message on an old fucking B-side or something Yeah, yeah, no, he
0: generally is just like worship Satan, shoot up your school. <laughs> if you play but... it
1: backwards, you get insightful political commentary.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, welcome to real politics, the only truly metal podcast. After our Lulu episode the other day. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking on the podcast about how it was when there was going to be a rebellion of a load of the socialist campaign group MPs who I think <laughs> have mostly, if not all, been sacked or resigned since this happened. But yeah. a bunch of them were in their really minor, desultory roles in Keir Starmer's shadow cabinet. Plus Alex Sobel and Charlotte Nichols, sort of like wishy-washy soft left yeah. MPs who aren't in the yeah. campaign group. Left they Starmer, all...
1: but not meaningfully left Yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah exactly they all went to see Starmer I don't think it was the spy cops bill I think it was the one that allowed British people abroad to do similar shit but they went and were like oh we don't like that Labour isn't opposing this bad policy and Starmer was like yeah whatever okay thanks bye and then he reversed his position because there was just a really strong backlash to it and then Alex Sobel like briefed the media like hey looks like staying in the shadow cabinet works looks like we have pushed Keir Starmer to the left after all (laughs) it's just so funny in retrospect how I'm sure Sobel is still in there somewhere but all of his people just got progressively shit-canned for some reason or another Yeah <laughs> And certainly did not succeed in moving Starmer to the left in the time they were there What was that quote today? It was Someone briefed for media I don't know, it was McTurnan on Newsnight last night or something, you know, when they send him out, you know the Labour are really sending their best people, they're bringing their A-game for their oh, yeah. television cameras
1: The election-winning expert is logged on
0: new statesman as the election draws as ah, it's rachel Weirmouth. it's <laughs> oh,
2: just fuck. so yeah, 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 it's yeah, it's, it's a
0: different keir starmer media outrider to john mcturnan New Statesman: As the election draws closer, many around Starmer believe the time for compromise has passed. <laughs> okay, um, because they were just all like compromising with the left and yeah, you know, Neil bent Dawson. over backwards to keep the left happy for three years. Compromise has passed. and that Placating his own party at the potential cost of swing voters' support is not a risk worth taking. So it's like, well, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> what how have you been experiencing the last few years i guess it's like okay they kicked out corbin but they didn't kick out uh, uh emily thornbury <laughs> so they, they haven't fully like got rid of the party of like effete metropolitan islington socialists uh, <laughs> like what the fuck man
1: it's just incredible. Like the, th- the thing is, there's been a couple of weeks where there's actually been quite a lot of shit in the papers. About, like well, Starmer's not doing enough. You know, he needs to give people some hope, and you know, needs to. Yeah. So you know, he- he's literally gone too right wing for the fucking Guardian comment section. Yeah, not for uh, Time. Apart from B, point of Time, no, no, no. I mean, she's she's, like... she's been doing this shit for like forty years. You could actually like resurrect Mussolini and put him in charge of the Labour <laughs> Party. She'd be like. Look, you might not like it, but this is sensible politics. Hold your nose and tick the the red box.
0: Yeah, well, she wrote an article that, like, Wes Streeting, like, the thickest fucking mind-numbing politics droid, just says everything you're supposed to say, no fucking Mm -hmm. thoughts of his own. He was, like i agree with every word of this article <laughs> it's like jesus christ when you're just fucking spinning for wes streeting in the media like your, your your journalism has got pretty bad um you know maybe it's time to take that retirement offer like remember i got in shit a few years ago because i was interviewed in the eye at the height of real politic mania um, <laughs> when you couldn't go oh, yeah, out, yeah. out of a room without getting mobbed by screaming fans or at least Daily Mail journalists. So there was that article in The Eye, and I was like, yeah, it's always just you have people... Corbyn had been leader for two years at this point, and it was still always, like, the right... On the TV channels was like represented by Simon Heffer, you know, yeah. the most slavishly pro Enoch Powell person that they could find putting himself forward for television cameras. It was like David Starkey or something. And then the left would be like Polly Toynbee. That was the example I used. Now, I could have said Jonathan Friedland. In retrospect, I probably would have got. Accused of anti Semitism. Who who would have been a safe choice to say there, equivalent to Polly Toynbee? Because what happened was, like, Helen Lewis and all that came out and said I was sexist and I was saying that women should retire when they're a certain age and that (laughs) I personally should be on TV instead of Polly Toynbee, which I'd be the best. I mean, you
1: should. But not not because you're a man and she's a woman.
0: Not on the paper (laughs) review. I mean, yeah, like, Gapecast TV show or something, great, like, hosting our own panel show <laughs> gets taken. I mean, taken. It, it would
1: be funny just once to see a radical leftist on the paper review, just, like, no, Yeah,
0: that's has horseshit. that ever happened? Horseshit.
1: Horseshit. Horseshit.
0: horseshit. Now fuck off, fuck off, just shucking it all behind. drawing a dick on the papers, and, like, holding it up, like, ah, <laughs> is this <laughs> sexist enough for you? Uh... <laughs> Because remember, I did that on the New Statesman back in the day. And it was oh like, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. sexist violence.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I think you know, it's just like think... the
0: stupidest <laughs> thing ever. Like literal schoolboy stuff, just drawing a dick on something to show you don't respect it. <laughs>
1: You can safely disregard, like, if you've got the ire of, of Helen Lewis or, or Sarah Dittum and people like that, you're, you're basically on the right track, whatever you're saying.
0: Right side of history, me and Owen Jones hear that.
1: Yeah. Polly Toynbee being a shithead. Polly Toynbee,
0: yeah, yeah. So her new article is like, uh, yeah. you got to not criticise Labour now and wait for they're in government until they're in government and then oppose them. She's, yeah, but she wrote that same
1: article in 2015 in 2010 in 2005 uh, I, in 2001 um, I think she, I she, think she, she's on autopilot she's on absolute think, autopilot apart from when Corbin was in where she just <laughs> were, you know, inverted the same markers And i imagine she was doing the same in the early 80s as well, given that she fucking joined and stood for the SDP.
0: Well, there you have it. I think she's playing the long game, and she wants a terrible Labour government to fail so that she can set up a new party um, that is, is shit and can merge with the Lib Dems mm-hmm. like the SDP did with the liberals, but she's playing a really long game. So it will be like they lose several elections, and then they join together and they get like ten seats or something. Um, the Toynbee Plan. See, this is the kind of thing I could be bringing to the paper review, to um the Andrew <laughs> Neal show, or um uh, what what what's some other news shows? The News Agents with Lewis Goodall. <laughs> Dan Wooten's, uh blackmail album. Especially that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, just yeah. blackmail. It's, I just imagine his show is like it's that Monty Python blackmail sketch. So, more Starman news. Oh, so yeah. So, he obviously fucked over Jamie Driscoll in the um, northeast of England for most but bo- Did we talk about that? We probably did. I certainly we discussed it. We talked
1: about it about in, a bit at the time, I think. But, yeah. Um,
0: and then I discussed it with Sinan and we put that wasn't out like, on our feed.
1: Yeah. it we didn't do it like immediately after because it was during our sort of unplanned um, hiatus, and um, yeah. So we more refer to it as an example and stuff. But obviously, what a lot of people saw as a strong possibility at the time is now happening, and it looks inevitable now that he's going to run because he started a crowdfunder and said, "Look, if I can raise the first twenty-five k of what I need to run, then I'll, I'll run." and he raised it in like an hour, mostly off the back of like loads of Blairite briefcase freaks going like, oh, good luck grifting all the money in a cost of living crisis. By the time they'd finished tweeting it, it had gone up like 10,000 quid or something.
0: When I was on fucking Sinan's stream, uh, one of Sinan's Twitch pigs was like, ooh, (laughs) Jamie Driscoll is bald, and I was just like, Shut the fuck up. I will fucking murder you. (laughs) How dare you call him bald? We have no beef with the literally bald. (laughs) I don't give a fuck what his head looks like. You know, male pattern baldness happens, you know? We never encourage people to make fun of anybody's looks. That is outrageous. We've never done that with anyone like Mike Gates or anybody else. If you're politically bald...
1: And that's something that deserves mockery. And that can manifest itself in physical baldness. It can't be the can. only cause
0: of it. So there's that new fucking Guardian melt called like Rodney Riverin or something. It's like the stupidest <laughs> fucking name I've ever heard. And he looks exactly like Ross Kemp. And it's just like, I'm not having that it's not fucking one of you guys is just pitched to the Guardian under a nom de plume and fucking they've fallen for it. Because like, so, come on. Like, I, it's just I, I not... assumed I know... it was
1: a, a shit freelance commission, but he wrote something else just more boring for them, like the day before.
0: What's his so actual name? Maybe he's their
1: new Stuart Heritage. Um, uh, it's just Stuart Heritage. Prior to that, the Rihanna and Lucy Coslett slot, where they just get some absolute <laughs> boring dickhead. Like, are you available to write 800 words of absolute nothing on today's topic on, like, two hours' notice? This
0: is yes, exactly the reliably. point. I was making in the eye all those years ago because they're like Polly Toynbee can you write some absolute fucking nonsense that Wes Streeting will say yes this is great and she's like yes and she makes the media worse they don't ask me hers is a bit
1: different because she's been writing the same column or few columns on rotation for like 40 years but she gets paid ridiculous amounts of money to do it and they promote her articles because same people who've been enjoying them for whatever reason for all this time want to see the same article Mm. every week it's why Nick Cohen's articles before he got deservedly cancelled would get numbers because people don't want to be challenged but yeah. like Stuart Heritage for example by comparison, they've slightly changed it recently but for years they had a policy of like all his articles and there were a lot of them, like most of the articles on there about the media are by him they would never put by Stuart Heritage or his byline on the front page of the Guardian website
2: Yeah, they'd always yeah.
1: just put the title of the article which obviously the, the title's written by someone else and usually makes the article sound so they, they, they're literally tricking you into reading this shit and I think this guy might be their new one. I'm just trying to find the fucking guy now. Rhymer,
0: rig, Rhymer Rigby. Rhymer Rigby. I mean, the song Eleanor Rigby does rhyme. You
2: then, know?
1: Yeah, so the, the so he, he, he tweeted the article out with Deep Breath, some of my best friends are Tories, me for Guardian opinion.
0: Have you still is his bio on about is, shit for fuck's sake? The
1: Guardian are obsessed with this, but his bio is... Journalist, Financial Times, Telegraph, Times, etc.
0: Oh, shit. Some
1: of your friends are Tories?
0: No, shit. would
1: never have guessed.
0: Why are they banging on about this shit? Oh, I know. It's because being a Tory actually is quite unpopular among, like, liberals at the moment, isn't it? it's just become
1: (laughs) more... in Scotland it's always been quite socially unacceptable to say you're a Tory uh, whereas in
0: 2017 all the same people were like yes I have had a million friends that are Tories in fact I'm a Tory myself
1: yeah the Guardian have been pushing this heavily both when it's been particularly socially unacceptable and just a more normal state of affairs when the Tories have been polling well. They're obsessed, you know, that's what all this shit of, like, across the political divide, they have a dating across the political divide thing. (laughs) They have that little stunt week where they had, like, politicians who are friends that you wouldn't expect to be friends, and they were all politicians you would absolutely expect to be great friends.
0: Yeah, was that Um, what the Jacob Rees-Mogg and Jess Phillips thing was for?
1: No, that wasn't established. Well, yes, but they—they they not established. They'd already <laughs> they, been on. They'd already been like on our TV, like, oh, you wouldn't expect us to be friends, but we are. And the they Guardian, were literally
0: just, trying to do yeah. like an Abbott and Portillo double act. That—that that yeah. was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even Abbott and Costello. You know, the two of them just being yeah. massive idiots and generating lots of comedy.
2: Like, but
1: the thing is, and I don't think Diane Abbott really should have done this week as, as frequently as she did but that double act oh look she, they put up with each other even though they got very different politics she didn't like michael portillo and she like visibly didn't like michael portillo or andrew Neal. she'd like go along with the banter to the minimum level <laughs> necessary really and not hide contempt for the more ridiculous shit he came up with yeah rymer rigby yeah sick of this conservative government That shouldn't stop you having Tory friends. If you want to change how someone votes,
0: fancy a pint is a good start. Sick of this Conservative government? That shouldn't stop you voting conservative i mean look there are some things that are important and number one is uh keeping keir starmer out of office he defines himself
1: as i'm a wishy-washy centrist who liked tony blair's early work and has since mostly voted labor with an occasional swing to the lib dems and Greens. oh an
0: occasion i wonder when those swings yeah. were. I wonder what I wonder. That issue was <sighs>
1: but Fucking... um again the guy worked for the times and the telegraph and that so he's happy not just being mates with the tories he's happy sharing a platform with melanie phillips who inspired fucking anders Breivik's massacre that yeah, i wouldn't i wouldn't buy him a pint and i wouldn't buy melanie phillips a, a pint
0: uh, she was great on the jewish chronicle podcast recently though which i listen to every day to prove my anti-racism and solidify my position in Keir starmer's labor party nice I think he'll probably go on it. I honestly think Keir Starmer thinks it's not grown-up politics to not go on something because it's presented by a mad wing nut and had Melanie Phillips on it.
1: I'm trying to find the other shitty article the same guy wrote for The
0: Guardian. Oh, well, Starmer did his speech at the Tony Blair Institute today. Nice. Of course nice. he fucking did. Great stuff. I he's not far off Tony Blair, thinking he's gone a bit too far right. Oh, God, I'm flagging a bit here. This is boring. Boring political bullshit. Glad Jamie Driscoll's doing well, though. That's that's yeah. really good about his Lit- crowdfunder.
1: Literally the day before is like, let's buy a point for the Tory. He wrote another thing for The Guardian that was like, we live in an anxious world, so why am I so happy?
0: <laughs> Don't know, mate. Like, you got it all sorted, I guess. <laughs> good for you. Because you're financially
1: comfortable enough to be having a laugh with Tories.
0: <laughs> 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 what a cunt.
1: <laughs> and yeah. that,
0: and so ends the rhymer rigby section. This, about...
1: this guy's a fucking boring writer. As well. if happiness is a scale of one to ten, I am invariably between a six and an eight, perhaps the odd brief dip to four.
0: Yeah, my gotta default be a... resting
1: state is non-troubled seven point five.
0: At least Thanks he's, for that uh,
1: extremely boring paragraph about a
0: cunt no one cares about. At least he's uh, between a six and an eight in some regard,
2: the ugly <laughs> bastard.
1: The way the Guardian website works is amazing. I take back everything bad I've ever said about it. Why, it, it, it puts a little sort of topics group in, so it's just... Looking at someone with like 10 pages of articles.
0: If you like this, you're also like, Osama like, yeah, bin it is, Laden, sort of death to the infidels. Some, some
1: groupings of stuff they write about. So you might be like, oh, this person writes about Brexit a lot. I'll give you the topic Brexit and you can find what other people have written about it. His topics are friendship, mental health, conservatives. This is ignoring the literally two-thirds of my phone screen that is. Will you power independent journalism in 2023? <laughs> asking me to give them five quid a month to the fucking Guardian.
0: It is really funny when they're like, you have to subscribe to read further. And it's like, no, you don't. You literally don't. Yeah. You just have to click do it later. And then you don't I, I, have I, I, to do it later. I think You're lying. A bit of that. You're just not, fucking. No, I'm they not... haven't. I got it oh. the other... I got it like yesterday. They're, they're, they're just lying to you more lies and smears from the fake news media exemplified by the Guardian they tell you all sorts of things they tell you Jeremy Corbyn's racist they tell you Donald Trump's racist (laughs) (laughs) well um (laughs) Tom McTague, who's some cunt who wrote a shit book about Corbyn, says, "Uh, I feel like I just witnessed some kind of peace agreement between Tony Blair and Labour. Starmer formally bringing Blair back into the fold, and Blair formally giving his blessing to Starmer's Labour that they're ready. A political laying of hands. Absolutely
1: no one in the political establishment of Labour bigging up Tony Blair for the last ten years.
0: Starmer laying his hands on Tony Blair's penis and ceremonially wanking him off on stage to solidify the newly re-established bond between Tony Blair and Labour. Signed in semen.
1: Yeah.
0: A political laying... Just, general, just Tony Blair getting laid by Keir Starmer. They've
1: pulled in some favors and got like a, uh, a nice little. Yeah, loads of favors there, going on. That That's Mandel- what I'm saying. Ma- no, Mandelson called him in specifically. Like he had a nice sort of island getaway. You can get him good rates at because the owner's not there at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, now just Blair Island, Gates yeah. Island. I'm talking Gates, of course. Blair I'm, I'm talking not of the the name. I'm talking of course about the Isle of Man. <laughs> You brought up Mandelson. Now I think we can move on to Tony Blair's other major spin doctor so I was talking to my dad oh, yesterday you, yeah Kevin
1: Spacey is in court at the moment isn't he
0: yeah. <laughs> he's just a friend a sometime collaborator I don't think he was quite a spin doctor for Blair whatever films he made <laughs> rife with neoliberal ideology yeah, in the sort of end of history era I, no I, I was like my dad sort of cornered me while I was making a pizza in the kitchen the other day and, and but it started off you know he was just like oh yeah so, so I've been listening to that Rock on Tours podcast that you like which is a podcast i listen to which is they interview just like old gits from a world of rock and it's presented by two old gits from a world of rock namely gary kemp from spandau ballet and guy pratt who's the guy who like played bass for pink floyd in david gilmore's provisional melt wing pink <laughs> floyd post waters yeah, it's a great podcast. I love it. My dad listened to, like, some guy from the fucking Incredible String Band on there or something by accident. I think it just played it after one of his cycling podcasts or something, because I've been listening to it on his Spotify account. But then, right. so, it, he then was like, oh, you should listen to this interview with Fergal Sharkey of the undertones, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. I don't know." He's uh, he's a bit of a melt. He's friends with Tom Watson, and my dad was like, "Shut up, <laughs> <You> <laughs> fucking, <you> fucking idiot." <laughs> but no, he was like, "Oh, he's talking about like clean water and stuff because he's like chair of a national trout fishing association or some shit." And I think he's belatedly realized, "Oh, you know, it's bad that like the Angela Smith mode of politics <laughs> is is newly ascendant, and this is not actually helping water be cleaner in general." But anyway. That That's kind of beside the point, because I asked him what podcast he'd listened to this great interview with Fergal Sharky on, and he was like, oh, the rest is politics with Alistair Campbell (laughs) and Rory Stewart. I was like, oh, oh, really? Is that good? He was like, yeah, it's great. I was like, do they do banter? He was like, oh, yeah, they do great banter. Yeah. No, he was so happy when he said it, as if he'd heard some, like, great banter. He was like, oh, they do, they do incredible banter. I'm just a (laughs) man... (laughs) <laughs> I was like, no, they don't. We do incredible banter. We we were born in banter. We were moulded by the banter. These guys are just late... Come- like, yes, workplace abuse. Alistair Campbell is a master of that. But banter, that's a, that, that's a whole different kettle of fish.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not convinced by the power and the spice of their banter.
0: Yeah, so he started reading me this letter i guess that someone had written into the podcast i guess i thought he was on their website or something it's just very long very boring it was like i'm i'm a recent convert to your podcast i think it's um i think it's really good i like it it just went on it had this whole theory about like how neoliberalism had like uh, become bad and uh, very detailed about halfway through i was like dab. How did you get this? Like, they're not going to be, like, reading out. They're not going to read out something this long. This is the longest fan letter I've ever heard. There's no way they're going to read this incredibly boring letter on Alistair Campbell's podcast. Who wrote this? And he was like, oh, I wrote it. <laughs> it didn't even seem to be the only fan letter he'd written. Alistair Campbell's <laughs> podcast. There were, there were multiple. It just went on and on. It was just like, "Dear Mr. Campbell, you are a big, beautiful man, and I would like to give you a kiss." You are not a war criminal. And, and ten pages of <laughs> this kind of. I was astonished. I was like. Well, that's, I was just bent over in fucking hysterics, just laughing at him, just <laughs> writing his paper, like, Mr. Campbell, ooh, you're so funny. Your banter is so... <laughs> so unfi-. And then just, like, giving this whole theory of, like, the economic changes of the last 30 years, as if, like, hey. Alistair Campbell doing his grifting 25-minute podcast is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll read that out.
1: <laughs> I, I, I specifically love the fact that one of the many things we pour scorn on him for, Your podcasts are 25 minutes long.
0: Yeah, it's pathetic. 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 Three hours or bust. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I was just like. (laughs) The listeners don't come out of an
1: episode with a vague sort of sense of being. ...punished and bludgeoned into submission... ...then your episode's at least half an hour too short.
0: <laughs> I was just like... So I was just like bullying my dad. I was just like <laughs> laughing at him like... ...ooh,
2: Mr. Campbell!
0: It just reminded me of years ago... ...we were like on a family walk with my cousin... ...and his dad... Uh, I'd, I'd, get, I'd probably just been like bullying my dad over something... ...and my uncle was like... ...whereas me, I have a great relationship with my son... ...don't I, Cameron? And my cousin was just like... Dad, put His arm on him. You're gay. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, my dad was just like, What are you laughing at? And I'm just like, I'm just laughing at this. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking love letter to alistair campbell and i was like do you think he's gonna read that on the show he was like no no i don't expect him to read it on the show it's like purely just for the benefit of alistair campbell and rory stewart to stimulate their intellects and to start a meeting of the mind with my dad <laughs>
1: they're gonna google him figure out that his son is the main real politic guy and your dad's fan letter is going to get him like an MI6 file somehow, direct yeah. right from Rory Stewart.
0: It's well, I don't know like... if I'm the main real politic guy. I mean, I'm not a fame hunter like Iyer Rice. I think of him as more more the forward, <laughs> <the> front facing <laughs> member of the group. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, no, he will
1: become by far the highest profile member with his campaign, which we all
0: support. Yeah, do, do you know I, um, I I appeared on a panel with Alistair Campbell's daughter in like 29, 2018 or 19, mm. whatever. They but, yeah. remember you saying, yeah. Yeah, it was like... But me... she's
1: like pseudo-famous now.
0: Yeah, because well, Cause she did a podcast to... with her dad, I mean, I think he dumped her for Rory Stewart, I don't know if <laughs> they're still doing their podcast, but Thank no, but, but it was Blast a star-studded panel, it was like me, Alistair Campbell's daughter, and Paris Lees,
2: and <laughs> someone else...
0: Who was very nice, by the way. And yeah, I'm Alistair Campbell's sure daughter, daughter was fine. I mean, I, I, I got it. How I, the uh, fuck
1: did you get on that panel? <laughs> no offence,
0: it, it was uh, through New Socialist, I think. It was just because it was like ah, a... It was okay. a screening of Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 11 which was his anti-Trump movie. <laughs> oh,
1: uh, God, yeah, yeah, okay
0: and so you yeah. know that's right in my wheelhouse so so yeah I got invited along not really down to my personal virtues but just my affiliation with New Socialists because this group were like promoting those are the good old days man when it's just like people just invited like me to shit as like <laughs> representative <laughs> of the left you know it's like it's like crazy like it's it, you know let, let's do a panel on left media and, and they invite <laughs> invite me like let's do a panel on well to be fair it was almost always on like new left media (laughs) (laughs)
2: but
0: let's talk about like the you know fighting donald trump or whatever there was this one moment i was on that panel it wasn't to do with um alistair campbell's daughter it was that basically someone asked a question like oh but what if the blairites they want to take back labor what they (laughs) <laughs> what if they want to do that basically and I was just like oh well they tried, they tried in 2016 and they failed because democracy is not on their side and I think it's fair to say <laughs> that I underestimated the extent to which democracy is a malleable characteristic for the labour right, it's something that can yeah. be moulded, can be shifted can be democracy twisted and
1: contented yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> might even have been Will Charette who, 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 if I'm pronouncing his name right, Sherry. I don't know sorry man. Yeah, he might have been him who said that. So yeah, I'm sorry man. I was dumb. You were right. <laughs> See, I I always concede when I'm wrong on this on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. What other things have I been wrong about? let's do this right? I'm in like a self-hating mood let's talk about when I've been wrong about things like um
1: I think just for the avoidance of arguments we should ignore when you're wrong about music
0: <laughs> never that's the one area in which my judgment <laughs> is always impeccable yeah yeah, yeah. on I'm Twitter once impeccable. I was like oh when the right come for Starmer we should defend Starmer I did say that I definitely said I probably got banned since so no one didn't can no one could find it but the... but yeah I've said that. I, I was like, like what the mm-hmm. fuck was I thinking? <laughs> what situation would right come for Starmer? Like, what? <laughs> it was like smoking well, crack. I, I
1: mean, they kind of, sort of, started to with the sort of they came. They me, came to
0: him, and but they that, said that, do you want to be our guy? And he said yes.
1: Yeah. They've come for him in the sense, and they will again, in the he's very right-wing and they're even more right-wing and they'll use that to pressure him into adopting their views and not his. Maybe they've done it over this child benefit thing. Yeah, they they've they his He caves so, so willingly and so frequently that it doesn't really matter at this point. He's not I think they're being like bullied pre-
0: into it. He's just a coward. Yeah, the pressure from the right is just like sack keir starmer or sack angela mm. Rayner, and the rest of it is all sack keir starmer yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sack ed Millerband or sack angela Rayner, and the rest of it is all just like well they're kind of pretty confident that he's not going to shift the policies at all to anything they're uncomfortable with he's such a fucking bitch i hate him so much he's such a scumbag i mean i've, I've said many times that
1: Ed Miliband kept doing stuff that was slightly better than the Labour leadership before him and then yeah. imme- immediately cave in as soon as the old grandees put any pressure on him. Starmer's been far more cowardly than that by orders of magnitude. And that's yeah, not man. praising Ed Miliband at all. That was a big, stupid, oh, no, I agree mis- missed open goal.
0: but Starmer is a way worse leader than Ed yeah. Miliband. I-, I don't care about your fucking electoral metric. Uh, cool. like not you personally, Karine. Like, <laughs> but but also that, yeah. yeah, people <laughs> who are like, oh yeah, yeah, fucking. Oh, but he's gonna be most successful in terms that he'll probably become prime mean, minister. Like, fuck off. Ed Miliband was much better because yes, like, if, you, if, if
1: you swap the two of them round so they each led the party in each other's era, uh, yeah, but were like the same instincts and made the same decisions as they did in in their actual time. Starmer would have got annihilated and Ed Miliband would be sleepwalking to an election when, because so many of the outcomes of austerity are undeniable to a lot of people who weren't as directly affected by it in the initial
0: years. Yeah, yeah, but still, Ed Miliband was uh, it's, about... It's
1: like how you could have put Jeremy Corbyn as Labour leader in the mid-90s and he would have won fairly comfortably in 1997. Oh like...
0: my God, why do we have to get Blair instead of John Smith? John Smith, vote. <laughs> i got to say, like, John Smith would have invaded Iraq if the Americans told him to. Yeah, he would have been shit in a lot of ways. He he would have been slightly less shit than Blair, but... Oh, yeah, no, but Blair is, like, one of the most evil cunts ever to live. So, yeah, obviously it would have been much better if he didn't have John Smith murdered, but I'm just saying, like, it would have been much better if Jeremy Corbyn had become Labour leader in 1994. Yeah, of course. Not that it wasn't, like, the best thing ever to happen in politics that Jeremy Corbyn became leader in 2015 you know that bit in days and confused where the teacher is like the democratic convention 1968 was the wildest dopest time like (laughs) (laughs) that's how literally how i feel about the corbyn years i'm going to spend the rest of my life just like that was like the pinnacle of politics it's never going to be that good again that's how i feel at the moment at least
1: (laughs) Do you remember just how funny the whole Owen Smith challenge era was?
0: Oh yeah, he was Welsh and all. That was great. <laughs>
2: Fuck off. Oh, I'm Owen Smith. I'm Welsh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was thinking of a Jack's Welsh voice supercut for the YouTube. <laughs> um. Yeah. What else? What What else has been going down? What can we talk about? What's What's the, What's the news? Um. Oh wow, so so, guess who else was at the Tony Blair Institute grand fucking um, shebang today? The Future of Britain Conference. Well, I, I'm sure there's some other horrible cunts, but the he- main headline of Keir Starmer, the biggest cunt in the world, is Henry Kissinger.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, the second biggest gun in the world.
0: Yeah, it's uh, pretty incredible, actually. You know, it's like, who's tolerated in the Labour Party? Well, uh, not people who, like, mm. defend Palestinian rights, but Henry Kissinger, yeah.
1: People who've ordered raining fiery death on multiple countries. like Yeah,
0: a fucking butcher of Cambodia. Aspirational, if that's anything, fine. yeah. Yeah. Tony Blair turns interviewer welcoming Keir Starmer to the chat sofa. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Alan Carr or something <laughs> you, you can't say this but you are on the brink of power just cunts I fucking hate, I fucking hate him so much Ben Wallace MP um oh, but yeah Bald. the guy
1: who's fucking standing down
0: uh... Macron <laughs> <laughs> appearing via video link God, Benedict Cooney oh he's the chief policy strategist of the Tony Blair Institute jamie oliver (laughs) (laughs) deborah deborah meaden uh who who uh deborah messen is that a different person because she looks a lot like deborah meaden they say deborah messen but i think it's deborah meaden wearing a blue peter badge and she's on the business panel yeah turns out the guy doing this thread uh, is actually not a client journalist but another employee of the tony blair institute for global change
1: It's just one of those things now, isn't it? That they use as just a rolling internship for uh, midwich briefcase types.
0: Yeah, they have selected some candidates for Parliament who work for the Tony Blair Institute, haven't they?
1: Yeah, or, or certainly they've done that and then gone to work for an MP or something like that. In, you know, in, in lots... To get a council seat and stuff like that.
0: In lots of countries, if you're poor, you still cook Jamie Oliver. Profound stuff. He says the sugary drinks tax has been a big success. Has it, Grine? You're our policy guy. Has the sugary drinks tax been a big success?
1: I'm drinking Pepsi Max right now, which is sugar-free. <laughs> so yes, thank you, Jamie Oliver, Nice for saving for... my life. And
0: my <laughs> yeah, it's working about as well as weed prohibition on this end. More needed, though, he says. More stringent taxes on nice things.
1: Yeah it was Deborah Meaden by the way because I've just yeah. found someone live tweeting her speech she was Luciana Berger
0: Oh um, lovely Luciana Berger was there as well was she speaking sp- or just, no, I, well, no, just yeah. there for the fun of it just hanging out at the, the great social environment of the, of the Tony Blair Institute like Luciana Berger the most principled decent person ever would of course just like she went on that all expenses paid fucking Labour Friends of Israel trip to Israel recently which of course you know it's not about politics with her it's purely it's just a moral opposition to Jeremy Corbyn which is why she's a member of Labour Friends of Israel in 2023 after how many Fucking crimes against humanity. One of the worst people ever to live.
1: She doesn't tweet very often. In fact, I thought she was like live tweeting all sorts of different speeches from today. I guess it's just a banger
0: speech from Meaden.
1: This one's actually from May because all she does is she attends Labour events and goes like, great speech by some cunt. (laughs) Um, so, So there's one from May which I thought was current, but earlier today I listened to Keir Starmer set out UK Labour's ambitious health mission to turn around the NHS. It includes some really important plans to reduce the number of people dying by suicide.
0: Oh, good stuff. Um, good. So
1: that's what you've that done for me, you Luciana, never speaking think, in public yeah. again then, or Keir Starmer never speaking <laughs> in public <laughs> again, because yeah. him as leader is not going to improve the old men's mental health. Nah, for,
0: Luciana for Berger, name. the first ever shadow secretary of state for mental health, had lots of fresh and innovative ideas for how to help people with mental health issues, such as uh, resigning to fuck over Jeremy Corbyn
1: knowing that there would not likely be anyone to fill the role
0: yeah exa- oh, well, exactly that's the key point and yeah, also it's doing like oh, before get that. get someone
1: more aligned to you and it's literally i don't care about this brief yeah i care more about getting you out and getting owen smith mr Big, one hour mr. Mr. contracts Big instead dick. of zero hour contracts and
0: mr talks with isis
1: mr talks with isis mr ice creams for everyone
0: Any other. So what's that? Oh, yeah, what's the Labour thing they're not doing? They're not gonna. I know we already talked about that. Everything.
1: Everything, (laughs) Jack. They're not fucking. (laughs) They're not gonna
0: do anything. At
1: this point, they have ruled out every policy and every white policy area.
0: Yeah, Keir Starmer has pretty much calculated what we do have you heard that he, so he's been writing his own jokes more and more that's a sign of his growing confidence according to senior Labour sources, he's been writing his own gags, like the problem with his routine about going up to uh, Darlington to fuck j- and then uh, ending mm-hmm. up in the wrong hotel room, the problem with that was just that like, it was written by some hack like like Ben Nunn or whatever Yeah. For, for... <laughs> Now Starmer is creating that comedy gold himself and you know we've reached a very similar calculation. There's no point in trying to enact any kind of meaningful political change. It's all hopeless. You might as well just have a good bloody laugh.
1: This is going to be when like, someone who's like the runner-up in X-Factor is like, I don't need Simon Cowell anymore, I'm branching out on my own and making the music I've always wanted to. And then you just never hear from him ever again.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like,
1: the, the, the next you hear from him is like three years later tour cancelled due to negligible sales.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm glad I've left good music because Kanye West sat on my album for, like, two years and didn't release it because he forgot. <laughs> I'm glad I've left now. I can go on to my new chapter and release the greatest album of all time. And these people, they're nothing without Kanye. They're nothing without it. Designer, you still got, um, what is it? You got, I got Broads in Atlanta. That's it. Broads. <laughs> I got brought in Atlanta. It's like, are you a fucking private detective in a 1940s? Da, 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 like in a film. Art. I got brought in Atlanta. Well, yeah, anyway, sorry. I didn't mean for designer to catch that real politics smoke. It's just kind of where the train of thought ended up. <laughs> but no, this Tony Blair Institute thing it just looks like the most, the most evil fucking.
1: I thought you were just going to say, like, this, this Tony Blair. I don't like it. I don't, don't try. Uh, this him.
0: Tony Blair seems like <laughs> a bad sort. If Real Politics
1: was going in like, 1995, this would be word for word what we were saying.
0: Yeah, we'd have a little Tony Blair doll, like um, Armando uh, Inucci and that. But we just uh, sodomize it. Repeatedly. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Good to talk, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun. Oh, good to talk. All right. Yeah. Um, uh... All right. Peace. All right. Peace out. Thank, peace you, for out. Thank you for a fun recording. Yeah. Yeah, likewise. Cheers, man. All right. Later cheers. on. Bye. But that blood ain't never burn in her veins. And I hear she's got a house up in Fairview,
2: and a style that she's trying to maintain.
1: sourcing.